You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Full and Thriving Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, we have a solo episode that I'm really excited about. It's called How to Conquer Your Fear Foods. And for those of you who are new to recovery, a fear food is exactly what it sounds like. It's a food that you are afraid to eat. And These are foods that you have negative beliefs attached to. So for instance, a fear food of yours might be a donut, and you have all these negative beliefs attached to a donut. For instance, that donut has too much sugar in it, or I can't eat icing, or I can't eat fried foods. So you have attached all of these beliefs about what is good and bad about foods, and that has manifested into this huge fear around eating the food and chances are you've stopped eating that food altogether. This is very common in the eating disorder world because as we know, diet culture has been brainwashing all of us to believe that some foods are good, some foods are bad, some eating some foods make you a better person, eating other foods make you a bad person, whatever it may be, diet culture has really brainwashed us. I keep saying that. It's brainwashed us to believe that these foods are illegal or poisonous or things we shouldn't be eating, but in reality, foods are really neutral. And in order to live a full life, you really need to have some flexibility in the kinds of foods you eat and expose yourself to those foods that you used to be super afraid of. You might be judging yourself at this moment saying, how in the world did it come to this? How am I freaking out over eating a piece of pizza? You know, and I just want to say that everyone in the world is triggered in different ways. So for you, it's food. For other people, it might be social anxiety or relationships It really is unique to everyone and everyone struggles in different areas. So try not to judge yourself because when it comes to mental health, everyone's triggers are different. And for you, it's food and that's okay because you have an eating disorder or disordered eating or just a really messed up relationship with food and that is fine. Before we begin, I just want you to have a little bit of compassion and understanding for how you got to this place where food is really scary. We are in a society that teaches us to feel and think specifically about certain foods. And that is just not something that you have to participate in anymore. I just wanted to share with you that in this episode, we're going to be talking about before eating a a fear food, during eating a fear food, and what to do after you eat your fear food. 
the first thing I want you to do is list out all of your fear foods. And sometimes it's helpful to put, to create two lists. So the first list would be slightly scary foods. And then the second list are terrifying foods. So maybe there are some foods that are scary to you, but you know that it wouldn't cause like a panic attack. Or then you have foods that are terrifying to you that you can't, maybe you can't even imagine ever eating again. List out all these foods, get very clear on what your fear foods are. And then get curious about that list. Like what makes these foods so scary to me? What rules and beliefs am I adopting in my brain that make me so scared of these foods? And just start being curious about that list. Once you have that list, I want you to pick a food and commit to challenging yourself to eating that food. If you're feeling really inspired, maybe go for a a terrifying food, but I do suggest finding a food on that slightly scary list to start just to kind of warm yourself up. And remember, you don't have to start eating all of these foods at once. Recovery is a gentle process. I want you to challenge yourself to the degree that you feel comfortable with. So once you've picked the food, I want you to make a clear plan and commit to that plan. So your plan needs to be including where you're going to eat this food, when you're going to eat it, what specifically are you going to eat? So where are you going to get it from? Are you going to have someone cook it for you? Are you going to buy it from a restaurant? And then just get as clear with those details as possible. So for instance, you could say this Tuesday, at 3 p.m. during my snack time, my mom and I are going to have a piece of chocolate cake together. And this is going to be in our kitchen and we are going to be listening to music during it. You know, just make it as clear as possible. And so when you're planning, I want you to be one step in front of your eating disorder. So eating disorders are very sneaky. They always try to start negotiating and create tactics so you can feel comfortable with eating this fear food. So for instance, if you do decide to have a piece of chocolate cake as your challenge, it might try to sneak around leading up to that challenge to make it easier. So for instance, your eating disorder might convince you you have to go to the gym for an extra two hours that day, or you have to get in another 2,000 steps before you can eat it, or maybe it's going to make you restrict for breakfast and lunch in ways that you don't normally do. So think about how your eating disorder is going to be sneaky throughout the day. So you want to be one step ahead of it. And then once you're aware of the ways your eating disorder is going to try to keep its power, you have to decide that you are not going to participate in any of those things leading up to the fear food challenge. You can become aware of these things and once you notice yourself being tempted to do them, you say to yourself, no, I'm not going to minimize my fear food challenge. I'm really going to keep the integrity of this challenge alive, keep the, keep stick to the integrity of this challenge. The next tip I have when planning your fear food challenge is trying to find a support person if you can. So this could be a family member, it could be a really close friend. Ideally, this person will be aware that you are struggling with food and that you have an eating disorder. 
um, I suggest that you get the support person to eat the food with you. This is something I do as a coach, and I do find that when you are eating with that person, it really diffuses the tension, and having someone with a healthy relationship with food model eating that fear food can really help your psyche recognizing, okay, I can survive this. This isn't so bad. Look, my best friend is sitting there enjoying this piece of chocolate cake and I can too. If you don't have any support person at the moment, I do recommend that you turn to a professional to be that support person. So for instance, a recovery coach is a great option. There are also peer mentors out there. You can find another professional might be a dietitian that would be willing to eat with you. And some therapists I know that do the same thing. So find that support person. And even if you don't have any means of getting a professional support person, Perhaps you can go on YouTube and find a YouTuber and eat along with them during their food challenges because I know there are several videos out there. So just know that you are not alone. The final tip I have when planning your food challenge is to incorporate a self-care plan after the fact. So not only are you planning for eating the food, you're planning for taking care of yourself afterwards because Sometimes you might feel really stressed out or guilty or ashamed after eating your fear food. So making the intention to take care of yourself and be loving to yourself in one specific way might be really helpful. So for instance, plan to take a bath or take a walk with nice music or listen to a podcast that makes you laugh or shower or meditate or do some gentle yoga whatever it may be so that you can incorporate kindness and self-care into your plan. So now that you've gotten really clear on your plan, you've hopefully found a support person, you've anticipated how your eating disorder might try to negotiate, and you've created a self-care component, the plan has been made. And with this plan, now I want you to do a mental rehearsal of this plan. So visualize this plan going successfully. Imagine what you will be doing and feeling when you are eating this fear food and feeling calm and confident and supported. So really just try to get as detailed as you can with this visualization. And the cool thing about visualizations is that your brain doesn't know that this isn't real. Your brain believes that this is a real experience that you're having. So you are literally practicing for the big event. So I recommend you doing this mental rehearsal a few times leading up to the fear food if you think that would help you. And this is something athletes do. For instance, athletes in the Olympics will visualize their race. They'll visualize every turn. They'll visualize every move, every play. I want you to do that too. And next, if you are a spiritual person, I want you to bless the food or say a prayer before you eat it. Of course, this is totally optional. I find spirituality to be extremely important in the recovery process. So perhaps writing a blessing to infuse some good energy into that food or saying a prayer beforehand might just give you that mental strength you need to get through any anxiety or fears or doubts that you have throughout the process.
So next is the process of eating that fear food. And first of all, when you're eating that food, perhaps it won't be so bad right away. You'll realize, hey, I can do this and this isn't that hard. And if that's the case, I want you to really focus on enjoying that food, thinking about how far you've come, because perhaps just a few weeks ago, you would have never imagined eating this food. Maybe you haven't had this food in decades. So whatever it is, just revel in the fact that you are giving recovery your best shot and that you have had victories along the way. If you are having trouble with eating the food, I really do think it's okay for you to distract yourself. So maybe have a conversation with your fear food friend <laughs> or um, maybe if you're alone, listen to a podcast or watch a funny show. Just distraction isn't always a solution, but it can help you, especially if you're feeling a sense of anxiety, but still want to eat the food and feel as though you are making progress. And I think that's okay. Of course, you want to feel your emotions and name them. But I'm not saying that I, you, you should be spending all this attention on the anxiety that you have. Really distract yourself if necessary. If you want, you can also have a more mindful experience when eating. So you can really embrace the five senses if you prefer to do that. So make it a nice experience, you know, really take in the smell and appreciate the taste and try to have fun with playing around with the flavors and notice how it feels in your body and how you feel throughout the entire process. So that could be a really cool experience for you when eating the food. Of course, when eating the food, you might have some eating disorder thoughts come up. And this is an opportunity for you to argue against your eating disorder thoughts or just get really curious about those thoughts and challenge them. Say, why do I believe this? Like, what makes me believe X, Y, Z? Why do I think this is going to cause me harm? And get curious. I have a list of about five thoughts that will save you from eating a fear food. I actually wrote a blog about this several years ago. So I'm going to share some of these thoughts. I'm offering you these thoughts that you can adopt, kind of use as your mantras as you're eating a fear food, just to help you throughout the process. So thought number one is I choose to fully participate in the human experience. Think about that one. When you are trying a fear food, you are opening your life back up to possibility and just being fully human. And by eating foods and allowing new foods back into your life, you are more fully participating in the human experience. And that's really exciting. So saying, I choose to fully participate in the human experience is going to tap into that reason why you want to recover because you don't want to be attached to your eating disorder any longer. You don't want this mental pain in the butt. You don't want this food obsession anymore. And so by allowing yourself to have these foods, you will be able to eventually let those things go and fully participate in life and be present in the moment. The next thought is my body will burn this energy first. And this is a thought, especially if you're eating a fear food with sugar and carbs, um, because scientifically, it is proven that your body burns through 
sugar and carbs first. So in reality, if you're having a sugary, carb-tastic food, <laughs> your body's going to burn that energy. So that might be some sort of temporary relief thought that you can have to get you through those fears. Another thought that you can take on is food is neutral and food is my medicine. Thinking about food neutrality and realizing that this food isn't going to make me fat. It's the behaviors attached to the food that are going to make me fat or it's my relationship with this specific food that is not good for me, not the food itself. So remember that your food is neutral. Food is all neutral. It's an energy source. In this situation for you, in a good way, food is medicine. When your dietitian prescribes you something or challenges you in some way, they are giving you a food prescription so you can heal your eating disorder. The next thought I'd love for you to take on is I'm aware that my eating disorder is lying to me. Just like anxiety, your eating disorder is going to make up stories so you can stick to it. And so it can have power in your life longer than it has to. And I want you to just know that your eating disorder isn't telling you the truth. It's just trying to manipulate you and keep you controlled by food. So saying, I'm aware that my eating disorder is lying to me, makes you open to the possibility that none of your fears are really that true. You know, it's not as scary as it may seem. And then the final thought is fake it till you make it, okay? Just get through this moment. I, I do find it's really easy to fake it till you make it if you have other people in the room. And just remind yourself, okay, I might be feeling really terrified, but I'm not going to let myself actually be really terrified. I'm not going to let myself act terrified. I'm not going to show my terror. I'm going to fake it. And I feel like this detaches you from that emotion. It puts a wall up. So even if you're feeling scared, you know that you're just going to eat the food and you're going to be done with it. And that is okay. So after eating this food, so that, that was everything I wanted to share with you about during this challenge. But after the challenge, there are also some things you can do. So first of all, the self-care plan is what I want you to do after the fact. So whatever you chose in planning this challenge, I want you to stick to that and just go jump right into that bubble bath or have that hot shower after you've tried your fear food, just so you can remind yourself that you do care for your body and that you do love yourself and that this was something that was challenging and you're going to recognize that now you need to take care of yourself. I also recommend journaling after the fact if you want to process your emotions. Finally, self-compassion is a huge piece of this. Have compassion for yourself and recognize that even if you had one bite of that chocolate cake, that is a victory, okay? There is no such thing as failure. Even attempting to have this food is a victory in itself. If you ate the whole thing, if you just had a little bit, if you even had the plan to try the food, that is a step in the right direction. And if you didn't achieve what you wanted to achieve, just remember that every setback is really just an opportunity for feedback. 
think to yourself, how can you do better next time? What in the plan needs to change? You know, how can I make this easier for me moving forward? And just remember that it is a learning process and every attempt is an opportunity to gather more information about what you need so you can finally break free and start eating food that is scary to you. So then it's no longer scary because that is the whole point of challenging yourself is when you challenge yourself with a fear food, eventually it becomes less scary and you can start having it in your life. Eventually you won't be afraid of this food anymore. So once you try it, you are building that recovery muscle and you're getting stronger and stronger with every, every opportunity. What I want you to do is reflect on how you did with this challenge and make sure you celebrate, especially if you conquered your fear. But celebrate if you didn't either. Just celebrate the fact that you tried. Really celebrating just shows that this was a big accomplishment. I never want you to minimize the fact that you tried something that you were scared of because I know there's always a part of us that's going to judge ourselves for being scared of eating something. But at the end of the day, this was a huge step towards your recovery and you really need to just revel in that and celebrate it give yourself a round of applause because this was a big step that is it ladies and gentlemen that is how you conquer your fear foods i would love to hear your comments on this episode please let me know what you think please let me know what goals you've set for yourself and how you plan on conquering your fear food so i hope you have a wonderful day and thank you so much for listening And just remember that recovery is possible for you.